Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen, and I thank you so much for listening today. As always, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. We've got a free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. It's a great study guide, great refresher, uh, no matter where you're at in your healthcare professional career. So again, reallifepharmacology.com. Simply an email is all it's going to cost you, and we get you updates when we've got new content out available, like our Flippin' Pharmacology flashcards or our Pharmacology crossword puzzle book, both on Amazon. All right, let's get into the drug of the day today, and that is phenobarbital. Uh, brand name that I have heard most is Luminol, and this is an older uh, anti-seizure medication or anti-epileptic medication. Uh, mechanistically, uh, it is a barbiturate, so it's going to uh, basically depress the action of the brain um, in a general sense. So uh, sensory cortex, it's going to reduce uh, motor activity, obviously cause sedation, and Ultimately, being an anti-seizure medication, that's what we're trying to do is to uh, kind of blunt that activity and obviously reduce the incidence of seizures. So that's the primary use. Uh, it's not a drug that I see terribly often anymore. Uh, it's a really, really dirty drug as far as drug interactions, things of that nature, which I'll uh, certainly get into. Um, but... Uh, I do see it occasionally in uh, pets, or I have seen it occasionally in uh, pets for seizure control as well. So definitely uh, used in veterinarian medicine. Uh, dosing of this medication, uh, I've seen in the range of 60 to two or 300 milligrams per day, uh, usually in divided doses two to three times per day. Uh, usual kind of dosing or target might be two milligrams per kilogram per day. Um, so that's kind of a, a guideline to note, but we check um, drug levels and I'll talk a little bit about that in further detail up ahead here too. Um, but that's certainly a good way to monitor as well as clinically. Like, are they having adverse effects? You know, are they having ataxia? Are they having, um, you know, dizziness, excessive sedation, things of, of that nature? Dosage forms, uh, oral solution, uh, injectable, and tablets. And with that, let's get into um, some of the adverse effects. So first and foremost, there are three boxed warnings with phenobarbital. So first, opioids. So potential for uh, an additive effect. So essentially, you could uh, classify it, I guess, as a drug interaction. So adding on a drug that has sedative properties like phenobarbital on top of opioids can increase the risk for uh, respiratory depression, overdose, and ultimately death. Uh, phenobarbital is a controlled substance. There's risk of physical dependence and significant withdrawal symptoms if stopped abruptly. And these can be life-threatening. So uh, if you're ever working with a, a provider or you are a provider considering um, getting somebody off phenobarbital, maybe they've been on it for a long, long time without seizures or you know something to that effect. Um, definitely uh, make sure you know what you're doing uh, with tapering off this medication. 
um, because withdrawal symptoms, like I mentioned, there has been um, certainly reports of life-threatening uh, withdrawal if you get uh, too aggressive with it. And then the last box warning, risk of uh, kind of abuse and misuse. Um, Certainly that ties uh, in with uh, controlled substances. Uh, Adverse effects. So I've alluded to a few of them already. So certainly sedation, anytime you kind of blunt uh, the central nervous system, uh, that can be an issue there. Uh, Ataxia, maybe memory impairment, more confusion. In my geriatric patient, that's probably something you're going to see a little bit more often. Um, is is that kind of worsening confusion, particularly uh, if uh, drug levels creep up, uh, dizziness, and most of these adverse effects are going to be dose-dependent. So obviously, the higher the dose, higher the levels, um, it makes sense the more likely you're going to run into that. Uh, there have been some uh, reports of potentially increased uh, risk for uh, pseudocidal ideation and maybe worsening of depression. So that's something to pay attention to. Uh, if you know your patient has a history uh, of those uh, mental health issues. Uh, rare adverse effects. So skin reactions have been reported. Um, there are a few genetic variations in certain patient populations um, that may increase the risk of significant skin reactions. Um, even SJS, Stevens-Johnson syndrome has been reported. Uh, HLA-0101. Uh, HLA-B-1301, HLA-B-1502 are some genetic variations that may be at higher risk. So um, those are always good uh, board exam questions uh, to think about, particularly uh, maybe higher level board exams like BCPS and uh, things of that nature. So uh, definitely pay attention uh, to those uh, genetic variations Uh, in relation to uh, phenobarbital adverse effects. Uh, Other adverse effects I've kind of alluded to a little bit. So um, even without opioids, respiratory depression is a dose-dependent effect. Um, Usually it's going to be with IV administration that we're worried about those um, more acute, severe issues. Um, Other uh, effects like that, cardiovascular risk, there is some there. Uh, it can drop blood pressure and drop pulse. And again, particularly with IV, more aggressive doses, uh, that type of thing. So that is definitely uh, something to, to pay attention to as well. Uh, other uh, potential things that you may see, may hear about reported, uh, megaloblastic anemia, and I'll talk about uh, that in uh, drug interactions a little bit. And uh, hepatotoxicity has also been reported with phenobarbital. All right, a little bit about the kinetics. Uh, It does have a long half-life. So in the neighborhood of at least two days, uh, saw one resource report 53 to uh, 118 hours. So half-life is definitely um, in the the neighborhood of days for most patients. So it's got a very, very long half-life. It is excreted unchanged in the urine, approximately 25 to 50%. Has some metabolism by CYP2C9 as well. Uh, minor CYP2C19, CYP2E1. Uh, drug interactions on phenobarbital itself aren't probably a major, major concern, but as I'll talk about um, ahead here, phenob- <coughs> excuse me, as I talk about ahead here, phenobarbital um, 
is an enzyme inducer. So that can lead to a lot of changes in a lot of different drug concentrations. Uh, one last thing on monitoring, well, a couple things. Uh, trough concentration, that's typically what's monitored. Uh, there isn't actually great data on where that exact value should be. Uh, at least there's not specifics in relation to uh, efficacy. So where that trough concentration can really help you is if you've got a patient that's stabilized and we get that baseline concentration. Okay, they're not showing signs of toxicity. And, you know, they seem to have clinical efficacy, whether it be, you know, maybe they're not having seizures or something. Um, that's a good thing to have and a good thing to know. So let's say that that value is at 20 uh, micrograms per mil. So again, we're having clinical efficacy, or at least we're seeing that, and we're not having adverse effects. Well, now you know that's probably a good target concentration for that patient. So um, that can, can vary a little bit. Uh, generally, what you're going to see is a reference range between 10 and 40 micrograms per mil for kind of that target therapeutic. Um, but again, it's it's uh, there isn't a ton of data uh, with this being an older drug that that's uh, you know a perfect target range for every patient. So keep that in mind. Uh, but again, that baseline level when patients um, aren't having adverse effects and uh, are having clinical efficacy uh, may be helpful there. Generally, uh, we're very concerned about toxicity if you're getting uh, 50 micrograms per mil or higher. Um, so that's definitely a, a situation where um, we're probably going to run into toxicity. Uh, other monitoring uh, parameters, uh, LFT, CBC, uh, renal function. And I do want to, to mention... Um, some of the vitamins, vitamin D, uh, B12, um, you may want to periodically check those levels, particularly if patients um, having issues or displaying any signs or symptoms of deficiency or anything like that. Um, folic acid as well. Uh, that's where that megaloblastic anemia came in, uh, was this drug is um, or has the potential to cause folate and B12 deficiency as well as vitamin D deficiency. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for any pharmacist board certification study material like BCPS, ambulatory care, geriatrics, BCM, TMS, NAPLEX, go check out meded101.com slash store. We've got a great list of resources there. Uh, tons of referrals, testimonials now. Um, so we're really appreciative of that. If you are not a pharmacist, uh, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store. We've got a list of um, great resources, flipping pharmacology flashcards, uh, pharmacology crossword puzzles, all sorts of different books and resources that may be helpful to you uh, in your pursuit of learning pharmacology better. So again, all the purchases there go directly to support uh, this podcast. All right, wrapping up with drug interactions. So I left off with um, monitoring vitamin D and folate and B12. That might be something you want to look at periodically. Uh, so I would classify that as a uh, drug interaction. So uh, phenobarbital can cause deficiencies in multiple B vitamins, uh, B2, B6, B12, uh, vitamin D, folate, calcium, 
Um, you know, calcium, vitamin D, it's obviously something I get concerned about in, in our geriatric patient population, uh, particularly with osteoporosis risk. Uh, folate B12 deficiencies, certainly uh, anemia risks, as well as other potential um, adverse effects with deficiency there. Uh, and then probably the most notable thing with phenobarbital, it is a CYP3A4 inducer. So that is a big concern when it comes to the uh, efficacy of other medications. So uh, amiodarone, for example, uh, apixaban, an anticoagulant, many HIV medications, uh, warfarin, another anticoagulant, and many antipsychotics, uh, antibiotics like the macrolides, clarithromycin, for example. So there's tons of medications that can have its concentrations reduced when we're using phenobarbital. So that is really, really something to pay attention to. Uh, I obviously did not go through an all-extensive list here. Um, so if you see somebody on phenobarbital, my suggestion, strong suggestion, would be uh, to run a drug interaction screen for that patient. Okay, Very, very important. Uh, you want to make sure that we're not you know, changing and, and wrecking the concentrations of uh, other drugs like amiodarone or anticoagulants um, that are going to be obviously very, very important for the health and safety uh, of our patients there. Uh, other drug interactions, so CNS depressant activity, uh, alcohol, opioids, uh, sleepers like trazodone, Ambien, those medications, uh, they can have that additive effect and increase the risk um, for uh, that excessive sedation. Uh, one other thing I always look out for um, with any patient taking a medication for seizures or that's being used for seizures uh, is other meds that worsen seizures. So bupropion is kind of the classic example that you always see um, show up on board exams and things of that nature. So um, definitely pay attention to that if phenobarbital is being used uh, for seizure purposes. All right. Well, I hope you picked up a few clinical practice pearls today. If you enjoyed this episode, found it helpful, please do us a favor, leave a rating review on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. We appreciate those ratings and reviews. Definitely helps us reach more people. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, Eric Christensen, mededucation101 at gmail.com or Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP on LinkedIn. With that, I am going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, please support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. Take care and have a good rest of your day.